What's going on, everyone? Happy Sunday to all those that's listening and watching. Um, this is, of course, what the game means to me. I'm half of the podcast. Jelani Brown got my calls again with me today. Daddy Bell, how you doing today, bro? What's good, man? Sunday. Uh, you know our two teams face off, so I can't say too many nice things uh, <laughs> on the pod today, but I'm glad to talk some ball. So, you know, let's get to it. Of course, of course. Like you said, before we get into that, how was your holidays? How was uh, oh, good. your family and everything? Yeah, it was good. Went to Florida, uh, spent some time with the fam. Just got back yesterday, but I enjoyed my time overall. Yeah. Same what about here. you? Same, same. I went down to Sarasota. I know you probably was on the other half. We was in Jacksonville. Jacksonville and Orlando. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was in Sarasota near Tampa and everything with my parents, grandparents and everything. So it was pretty, pretty nice, uh, nice little visit. Seven hour drive. Or I made it like an eight, eight and a half hour drive, but Got through it, got back yesterday before I had to go to the Hawks game, Hawks and Knicks game. Unfortunately, we took the L, but it's all right. We'll, uh, we'll move past that. But like I said, just to hop into uh, – well, before we hop into everything, of course, you know, we got to drop our – drop the tape. So everybody enjoy. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron. For three for the win. Yes! LeBron James has the when you stepped in the batter's box. Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not play as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. Make the right play. And in life, is the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. Right. Um, appreciate uh, Justin again. Shout out to him off the ball network for uh, helping me put that together. But like I said, let's hop right into it. Saturday to Sunday. Of course, we got to hop on the college football rivalry week, one of the better weeks of the year. Uh, never really know what to expect. And, let, and yesterday, you know, brought a lot of a lot of different emotions out of a lot of different people, a lot of different teams. And uh, we came up with some results that's going to give, I guess, the college football playoffs a hard decision on Tuesday. But um it's not the greatest game, not the biggest game, but we have to talk about it just because it's really rivalry week for me and you as well. All of our teams face off. We even face off in fantasy against each other today. But uh, Florida, Florida State um, was really, really hard to watch in the first half. Seven to seven stinker. Um, my team eventually prevailed um, and is, I guess, going to have the winning season of the two in a sense, being at six and five. But uh, what do you think about our two teams facing off? What do you think about your Florida State uh, Seminoles? 
like you said, I, I really didn't even want to watch the game, but I was forced to watch it because my team and it was rivalry weekend. But it was what I kind of expected. We were playing better football, but I just knew overall that Florida was the better team. I didn't want to say it, but I knew they were the better team. And the only reason why the game was close to start off was because Emory Jones threw three pretty bad picks for the most part. Like our quarterback threw a pick and then he threw it right back to him. So that's the only reason why the game was close. And when they made the quarterback change, even though Anthony Richardson only threw for like 75 yards, uh, you know, he didn't turn over the ball. And that was the key factor. And then you guys pulled away with the game. And we had some garbage time points, uh, you know, later on. And we couldn't even get the onside kick right. So that lets you know where Florida State football is at because my boy Bobby Bowden is probably rolling in his grave. But uh, like you said, you guys got us this year again for the fourth straight year, if I'm not mistaken, and you guys are bowl eligible. And this is our third time missing a bowl game in the last four years. So it's just this is new to us for the most part, but I'm kind of getting used to it because it's we've been like this since 2018. So it's rough, but it is what it is. And hopefully we can move forward. Yeah, uh, same with us. Obviously, it's going to be a lot of changes, a lot of turnover, a lot of uh, questions that are unknown for the upcoming season. I don't even really care what bowl game we're in. You know, I don't care if we win or lose. Uh, it's, it's just, I don't know. Like we talked about before the show came on, I, the Dan Mullen firing to me was just a little unexpected. Like you said, the boot, it, it seemed like it was more so pressure from up top boosters. Obviously, people putting money into the program. Um, also, Dan Mullen, I guess, wasn't really too liked and fond of, or people weren't too fond of him in the SEC anyway, like certain coaches. Um, definitely uh, rub people the wrong way. And, uh, of course, you know, when you're losing and, and you've come from winning so much, like I said, especially last year when we had a very successful season, um, almost upset Alabama, could have possibly gotten to, you know, in the college football playoffs, and who knows. But, when you, like you said, we lose – Literally, our whole offense, probably 90% of it, um, is it, definitely going to be an adjustment. So I didn't think the firing was necessary. I thought you maybe give them another year. And then from this, we're losing four stars left and right. I don't know who the next coach in line is going to be. It's really just a lot of things that's up in the air. Um, and it's unfortunate, especially nearly being one season removed from, you know, being 11-2 um, and possibly, you know, had a chance to get in college football playoffs. But all in all, I guess it's nice to see them have a winning season in a sense six and five i mean still really nothing to bat an eye over especially coming into this year we start i know a lot of people thought we would struggle i knew we would struggle as well especially you know with emory jones and the pressure of mark richardson and then just like that two quarterback system that shit just never works so um hopefully we, we, we get some type of consistency because it would suck to fall into like a florida state type pit where it's like you're on top for a little bit like you know you had your james days and everything it's just like downhill from there so hoping that doesn't happen to us but who knows you know it seems like anything possible um you know when it comes to Florida's teams and Florida sports but let's move on from that one definitely got hit on the bigger games and uh games that have more playoff implications one of the bigger ones Ohio State Michigan um condolences out to Jeff Jeff if you're watching I put the link in the chat if you did want to hop in just you know get your feelings out Mo as well um I know it's been a hard day hard last few 24 hours uh you know of realizing college football playoffs is probably out of reach but, um, oh, no, I enjoyed the game. It was a pretty good game yesterday, real snowy game, you know, football weather, uh, two powerhouse teams going head-to-head, -head and, you know, the end result wasn't the greatest for some of our OB uh, team guys, but, oh, no, I think it was a good result for college football as a whole, especially for Jim Harbaugh as well, you know, finally getting over the hump. But what did you think about this matchup, Dad? It was a good game, kind of lived up to the hype. Not completely, you know, I expected it to be a little closer than a – 15-point game. But it was, you know, it came down to that last final possession when Michigan scored, I would say. But 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just surprised at how Ohio State got dominated in the trenches. Like they literally got manhandled, and we knew when it we saw the conditions. You know, it started snowing. We knew what it was going to be for Michigan because you know their quarterback is decent, but he's just a game manager at this point. He doesn't turn over the ball. He does what he needs to do. And I knew they were going to lean on uh, Hassan Haskins, and they just mm-hmm. got dominated. You know, five touchdowns. C.J. Stroud on the other side was pretty was fine. Ohio State wasn't bad on offense. On defense, they just couldn't. You know get stops and if for you know if uh their quarterback didn't have that first bad interception when they were about to go 14-0 could have been you know the game could have got out of hand but you know how State made some plays to keep themselves in the game but at the end in the third quarter when you know when the front seven started getting tired they just the offensive line just leaned on them and they couldn't get a stop like they literally when they when they made it an eight-point game I'm thinking you know four minutes on the clock they can even they can afford to let Michigan get get, you know, one or two first downs, but they just literally couldn't stop him with four or five yards of pop. And that was the difference. You know, they just got out manhandled. And I, maybe Harbaugh and the staff saw something on film to where they were like, we're just going to, you know, run it there into interior linemen. But they knew – Ohio State knew what they were going to do and they couldn't stop it. So, you know, that's your answer right there. And um, first time in 10 years, if I'm not mistaken, you know, before Jim Harbaugh was 0-5. So I'm happy for him that he got this weight lifted off his shoulders because, you know, a lot of people want him out of there. And I wasn't one of those people. I, I think he had more success than the previous coaches by far. But uh, glad for him to get that monkey off his back. You know, he's one win away from finally getting that team uh, to the playoffs. So we were supposed to be in 2016. So, you know, happy for them. And uh, it, was, it just game lived up to the hype. What do you feel about it? Same same way. Like you said, Hassan's pretty much just torched them. You know, five touchdowns on the ground. It's, that, that's ridiculous. Um but on the other you know, side of things, I don't know. I just – I kept, like, hoping, like, because the way it started out, you know, it looked like Michigan was going to, you know, run away with it a little bit. But obviously I knew Ohio State was going to make, you know, attempt – not attempt at a comeback, but I just knew they was going to finally wake up and, you know, start playing. Um, you know, was able to go into halftime only down by a point. Um, but, you know, I just kept waiting. I don't know why or no, – it's just something I guess about. Maybe it's Jeff and, and uh, Mo that kind of just give me, like – on that Ohio State train a little bit, but I just was expecting them to kind of just like, you know, kind of come out third quarter, kind of like not blow the the, the the doors off of Michigan, but I just was expecting something offensively to just happen. Like, you know, Wilson Olave always one you know big play away. Even that one uh, touchdown Wilson caught, it's like they always one play away. You know, even Henderson in the backfield, like he can break one off as well. But you know, it just seemed like Michigan obviously was just ready to play. You know, they really couldn't get anything going on the ground. Um, looks like they had uh, Stroud rattled a little bit, uh, especially in the beginning of the game. Um, and, and so at the end, you say they just wore him down, especially on the ground. And, you know, Haskins just continued to you know, just show his dominance. And Michigan just continued to show their dominance. And, you know, like I say, it was, it was an overall, it was a decent game. You know, I wish for my guys, Ohio State would have came out on top. Also from just the college football playoffs, like, because I didn't know, obviously they were ranked two. Didn't really know where they would, you know, shake out um, as a whole. You know, with Alabama and the SEC championship and everything coming up, but um, I was just looking forward to some heavyweight matchups, man. I, I don't know. I kind of wanted to see how Ohio State matched up against Georgia. Um, I know that's you know the team Brian will talk about much just because they played Georgia Tech. You know that forty-five zero. That that was nothing to. It's nothing to really talk about, but it's just something I just was expecting, hoping to see like them just being in the college football playoffs. If they, you know, if everything shook out, you know, maybe them just matching up with Georgia um, and it being just like a little like a game that you know, I don't know. It's a game that I would feel like would be a good one because um, oh, we know that Georgia's defense is really dominant, have been dominant pretty much the entire year. Ohio State had what I think they had the top offense um, in the nation for 
with the last few weeks. Yeah. This um, that'd be their biggest test offensively outside of Bama because they they're pretty much gonna have if they don't already have they have three thousand yeah. yard receivers because they exactly. have uh, Jackson Smith. I can't even say his last his name. last name. Yeah, number I know what you mean. Number eleven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they that would be a pretty that's a pretty prolific. Uh, yeah, I just wanted. To, I guess that's the matchup I just wanted to see. Like I kind of yeah. wanted to see Ohio State Georgia. Um, in the end, number one defense, number one offense. Um, but unfortunately, that's just not how it's going to shake out. But like you said, shout out to Michigan. One game away if they take care of business in the uh, Big Ten championship because we don't want to look ahead of that. You know, Michigan sometimes does Michigan things. Nope. Could lose Iowa, and then we really won't know who's going to be in the college football playoffs. <laughs> but next, we do just got a team that we just talked about: Alabama, Auburn. You said it plenty of times. Alabama always struggles when they go there. Um, and it was another game to where it looked like, I mean, not looked like, they were struggling, um, obviously, up until the end, just somehow that Alabama magic always shows through. Um, Auburn did, did, a little, did do a little bit of selling as well. But um, all in all, what, three overtimes? Um, Alabama four, prevailed. Four. Four, yeah, four, four overtimes. Four. Yeah, it might have been four, yeah. I didn't even really know. I think Pat said in the chat, too, I didn't even really know about the the – the like third, fourth overtime rules. I had, I was like, I had no clue about that. And I, obviously, because I, I missed the other game earlier this year when we went to like nine overtime. Yeah, so Illinois and um, yeah, uh, Penn State, I think. Yeah, I didn't even realize that's what you know it got changed to like just two point conversion. That's crazy. But um, Alabama Auburn, what do you think about this matchup? Like you said, uh, I always know you know it's a tough matchup. Besides the upset, you know when they had the hundred nine yard uh, kickoff, but before that, you know every year they go into Jordan Hare they it's a rivalry game uh, and they're going to struggle. It's not always going to be pretty. In some years, you know, Dom, uh, Auburn, I mean, Alabama is dominant, but this yeah. year their defense showed up in the first half. They had Bryce uh, Young a little bit rattled. I love his composure, but I thought he was a tad bit rattled. And the offensive line wasn't really, you know, helping them out. Mm-hmm. And they, they struggled. It was a defensive game, but Alabama did what they needed to do. Uh, it was kind of hard for TJ Finley to get going. I know he was hampered pretty much, you know, for the most part of the game, but, Bama did what they needed to do, and they got the timely stops. And mm-hmm. I mean, in all honesty, the game should have never. This should have never happened. You know, I I, I want yeah. Bama to be in the college football playoff. It's it's good for the sport. It's good for the ratings. It's good for all that. But uh, if Tank Bigsby Bigsby just falls down, and they they can run out the clock, but yeah. instead they give him some time, and they go how many? I think they go ninety six yards or ninety eight yards with, mm-hmm. with no like no time with one timeout. Yeah. I, I forgot, but I for Bryce to do that, that was just, it was a really, really big moment, and it, it saved the season pretty much. You know, yeah, all the way down the field on the offense, you haven't scored on all game, and to do it in the most crucial time of the game, the last drive, or that maybe potential biggest drive of the season, which it was actually. Yeah, for them to come through, uh, kudos to Bryce Young, man. He's like I said, I love his composure, and in the biggest moment, he was calm, cool, and collected, and made all the timely throws. So. Shout out to them. And I know a lot of people say, you know, Bama's not the four. They don't deserve to be in the top four. I mm-hmm. kind of say that's kind of BS because in yeah. rivalry games, all teams struggle. You know, you're never expecting it to be pretty. Bama could be undefeated and Auburn could be having their worst season ever, three and nine. I bet you, I bet you it's not a complete blowout. And, you mm-hmm. know, in some years, Bama's completely blown them out in Jordan Hare. But in rivalry games, you can always expect, you know, their best. So. And that's what it, that's what happened. And, you know, it came down to four overtimes, and it was a great game. Had a lot of people tuned in, and it was uh, worth you know worth watching. It was it was worth that three thirty uh, CBS window. You know, they always yeah. have the, the good games on, and it was it lived up to the hype. So, uh, shout out to the both teams for putting on the show. But Auburn just has to you know be a little bit smarter. I know Tank Bisbee. He's not a like he's not a bad player. He's not a 
he's not a stupid player. He just made a ball yeah. play in a crucial situation and it ended up costing them. So yeah. Yeah, like I said, all in all, it, it just was unfortunate to see. You know, I was at work. I, I watched most of the game while I was at work, but then like we, we started to open like when they like when Alabama was driving down the field, and I'm just like I'm looking I'm like all right, yeah, there's no way, there's no way it's gonna happen because I think they yeah they like punted it, they got him down to like the two, it's like what 40, 50 something seconds left. I was like oh yeah, let me just keep I'll, I'll check in, but I'm, I was waiting for that notification to say Auburn has upset Alabama, whatever the case may be on Bleacher Report, but. Like, I'm like, I, it wasn't coming. Like, it was like two, three minutes past. I'm like, what, what's going on? So I go back. And they like on the, with the 20 or the 10 or something like that. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, they finna score. And like you said, just was able to punch it in, um, go into overtime. And said, I, I just wasn't going to bet against Alabama in overtime. So I just knew somehow, some way it was going to shake out and they was going to end up winning the game. But like you said, in regulation, it should have been, you know, him Gisby, like you said, getting on the ground, them being able to run the clock. But, you know. Just, I guess it's a, a learning mistake, uh, you know, for him and just the you know, the team overall. But I don't think, you know, I don't agree with, you know, Alabama not being in the top four either. You know, like you said, they, they've always struggled when they've gone there. What year was it? 2016, 17 with the run back, the famous run back. Um, oh, no, that was actually, it was earlier than that because that was the year they played FSU. That was the year they, okay. they had luck that year. They oh, it was 14. Yeah, 14. They 14, beat yeah, yeah, it was 14. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I don't know what year it was. I thought 16 or 17, one of those years. I thought Auburn. That was the year they, they smacked Georgia smacked when Georgia. Georgia went to the Natty. Yeah. Yeah. That's and played them in the SEC championship. But yeah. yeah. But, you know, like I said, it's just they always struggle when they go there. You never know what's going to come of a rivalry game. They play who's in front of them. They're, what, 11? Or not 11. They're, what, 10 and 2? No, 11 and 1. My fault. 11 oh. and 1. And, you know, they were ranked 3. They're ranked 3. Probably going to be ranked 2 now. Um, you know, coming up on Tuesday. So they deserve it. Like you said, they've had some games where they struggled this year, but, you know, a lot of teams have had games where they struggled this year. The only team that's been kind of flawless is Georgia. And even they've had, you know, some slip-ups here and there in specific games. Um, but all in all, you know, Alabama definitely deserves to be in the top four and, you know, just waiting to see where they'll shake out um, come Tuesday. But last matchup, or last matchup we'll probably talk about, you know, there's a few other rivalry games that had some playoff implications, but Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State prevails. I think what they scored 13 or 14 unanswered points in that fourth quarter oh. um, to win the game and, uh, you know, was able to knock off Oklahoma. Except Oklahoma State was ranked seventh. Who knows? I don't know. I don't think they jump all the way up to four, but, you know, they have a chance, I guess, in the Big 12 championship to, you know, Guess continue to have a chance to possibly be in the top four. But what do you think about this matchup? What do you think about the end of the game? I think that most of it, Oklahoma just shot themselves in the foot. You know, they were in position uh, when Oklahoma fumbled that punt return, and they were they went up nine, and they pretty much had the game in their hands. The way their defense mm-hmm. was playing, uh, once they got settled in there, you know, I felt like they had the game in hand. But uh, Oklahoma State did what they had to do. But Oklahoma, I mean, they just, Oklahoma State, executed and Oklahoma didn't, you know, Oklahoma was five for 18 on third down, which is not a recipe for success. They had 12 penalties, you know, undisciplined football, and especially on the road, you know, you're not going to get many calls anyway. So you got to be very disciplined and play mm-hmm. sound football. But I mean, it was a good game, but shout out to Oklahoma state for just, uh, you know, finding a way to win because going down nine, all the momentum on the other side for them to be able to put together two big time drives and get the stop when they needed uh, the goal line stop to pretty much end the game. I would say, you know, not goal line, but red zone stop. Mm-hmm. They're inside the 20. So, like, 
Shout out to them, but I, I don't think they'll be in the top four just yet. There, a lot of stuff will have to shake out. You know, Cincinnati might have yeah. to lose. Yeah. Uh, Bama might have to lose, and then you can go from there. But you just got to worry about winning uh, in the Big 12 championship next week and controlling yeah. what you can control. But overall, good game. I think Oklahoma has, you know, a bright future ahead. Kennedy Brooks has, has had a great career. Mm-hmm. And uh, with their quarterback coming back, I think they'll be fine. You know, it, it all depends on if Lincoln Riley, you know, leaves. I know he said he's not going anywhere, but Nick Saban said that, like, back when he, uh, before he went to Bama. So, yeah, I could I could see Lincoln Riley potentially going to LSU. So that's something to watch out for. But um, shout yeah. out to these two teams again for giving us a great game. All, all week, you know, all, all Saturday and all Friday, we've had great football games. And all three games we talked about were good besides the Florida State game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, besides the Florida, Florida State game. Yeah. But like you said, yeah, they do have a bright future. They've always like over the last few years, they've been um, you know, fighting with, you know, top ten, uh, top ten rankings and just, you know, getting better year by year. Lincoln Riley, I know himself, he's he said they wouldn't go into LSU. You know, they said it yesterday, he said it yesterday, but like you said, coaches say one thing, they'll do another. We all we all, you know, and been and seeing that, especially just being around sports and playing sports. And it's no different on the college level and professional level either. But like you said, shout out to them. They definitely got to win next week um, so that they can just control their own destiny, but definitely have to have some things shake out for their luck um, for them to you know crack the top four. But you know, more than likely, it's not going to be their year. But who knows? Next year, they continue to build on what they've done. Like Kenny Brooks and Williams coming back, it's a possibility. Who knows? But like I said, uh, Friday, Saturday, and like you just said, Friday and Saturday, a bunch of good games um, and a bunch of you know, games that have playoff implications. And Tuesday, it seems like, you know, last few weeks, honestly, has been no one really knows what's going on. There's been a few upsets, a few people um, or a few teams losing that we weren't expecting to. And, you know, top four is shaping out to be something we, we're not too sure about. Um, I'm pretty sure we have a decent idea. Cincinnati, Georgia, more than likely. Not locks, but they're top four. They were in the top four. They didn't lose. Um, Alabama, obviously, was in the top four as well. Who knows if they get pushed back to to four, Cincinnati jumps in and gets to three. Don't really know, but top four, just who do you think is in? I guess who the four teams that you think are in, and then I guess one through four ranking-wise, who do you uh, feel they'll place, the playoff committee will place um, where? All right, I'm going to be biased because I want to see a, you know interesting playoff. <laughs> so I'm going to say that Bama beats Georgia, gives them their first loss, so they get it, and the top four is going to be UGA. One, I mean, it's going to be – um, hold on. I, I really don't even know how to say this because it won't even sound right if I say Cincinnati's number one. But <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm, I'm going to do it this way. Okay, Michigan is going to take care of business. Cincinnati's mm-hmm. going to win, but, you know, the committee does not respect them because they barely had them in when they were undefeated. So they're, I'm going to mm-hmm. have Michigan one. I'm going to go Cincinnati two. Bama three and Georgia four. Uh, that rank is probably terrible, and there wasn't too much thought into the order of it, but those are the four teams I think that are going to get in for sure because I mm-hmm. think Bama's going to handle business. But Georgia's been dominant all year, and then losing to a you know a Nick Saban coach team, I don't think they dropped from one to four. But it's like I don't if they lose, they can't be one. Yeah. And Michigan has the goal, and I know they're not putting Cincinnati at one. <laughs> like maybe Bama's one after all this, but it, it, it's just. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, man, honestly, because if Bama loses, then it's all a toss-up. Notre Dame might get in. Oklahoma State could potentially get in. It just mm-hmm. depends on all the strength of schedule and all of that. But I know Cincinnati, if they take care of business, they're a lot. And Georgia, of course, they're a lot regardless. Those are the two yeah. teams that have as locks. But that's my order. People can ridicule me. I don't know because it's probably <laughs> wrong. 
especially with Georgia. Yeah. It didn't even sound I don't think like it, it don't even matter. I don't think anybody's gonna know or get it no. right because, like I said, no. next yeah. week uh, with the um, with the conference championships, like, this is just like this week. Like last two, three weeks of college football is always an anomaly. Like anything can happen, and like you said, yeah. I feel I I don't really have much to like to back up the fact that we feel like Alabama is going to make – they're going to make it a game regardless. Like, Link Saban is going to have, you know, that squad ready to face, you know, a Georgia team that's been dominant all year no matter what. And they possibly could end up winning the game and upsetting them. But like you said, you know, anything anything could happen. Anything's going to happen. We I don't think anybody knows or solidified who's in. But the one thing that we do know, it's hard to say Cincinnati is going to be one because, you know, the playoff committee just obviously doesn't – you know, no non, Yeah, non – or non or non power five teams and you know like you said they barely they've just sniffed the top four last week and been undefeated all year so I don't know I'm open we gonna we know it's gonna be a good game here in Georgia uh, here in uh, down in Georgia on at the Mercedes Benz Stadium with the SEC championship if Alabama does upset Georgia like you said I don't, I don't know I guess it just depends like you said if Michigan takes care of business against Iowa which I think a lot of us are expecting to happen but it's like where they, they were ranked for five, or do they jump all the way to one? I guess because of Ohio State winning and winning the Big Ten championship. I don't know. It's just a hard stretch to think that it's going to happen. But like you said, if Georgia loses, it's, you can't have them number one in a sense. But it's like in a way, I feel like they, I feel like they still, if if they lose close, like lose on a field goal, been the best team overtime, all yeah, they'll probably keep them at one, and then probably Alabama two. Michigan three and like you said Cincinnati four something like that like if everything shakes out how, kind of how we're thinking um, but again who knows it's it's really all up in the air at this point um, but oh no I think it's I think it's gonna be a, no matter what though I think it's gonna be exciting um, playoffs like even if Cincinnati's in you know Stu's you know uh, advocate that they're gonna get blown out I don't know I feel like you know. Undefeated, and even last year, weren't they, weren't they undefeated all last year as well? Or didn't they? They may have just lost. They have, no, they, I think they had one loss. Lost, yeah, they had one loss. They played Georgia tough last year, so you, you don't. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, I don't, I don't think they just know. They're not no doormat. I think they're gonna come in, especially you know their first opportunity if they do get the opportunity to play in college football, football, uh, college football playoffs. I don't think they just gonna get ran over and stumped like that. So I think they'll make it a competition no matter what. If they're four, if they're three, whoever they're playing and facing. I think um, you know it'll be a good game. They've been a good team all year. You know, no matter what, certain games. I know people probably will point to the coastal game where you know they barely sniffed out the win, but I think they got a chance. You know, no matter where they, you know where, no matter where they rank in the in the top four. So, but all in all, like I said, I guess we don't know. But that's my top four. That's your top four. Like I said, people can ridicule it, but I don't think anybody has a good idea at the moment anyway. So, um, but next we're gonna hit on. One of our topics. It kind of goes with this topic, though. You know, there's some teams that played yesterday that we're typically, oh, that's the next one, that we're typically used to seeing and talking about. One of them being Clemson. I think they're ranked like 23. Um, Ohio State did lose, so more than likely they're probably not going to be in the college football playoffs either. But something or nothing, powerhouse programs missing the college football playoffs. Is it going to make it the one that, you know, people are not going to really want to watch? Or is it going to be something that, gets people more interested because we're seeing new teams that are getting new chances and opportunities. You know, the the competitor in me, the former like football player in me would like to see, you know, the best the best matchups, the powerhouse programs in there, like the Bamas, the mm -hmm. UGAs, Clemson, they could take a year off, but yeah, I, I would like to see them in there. But as a college football fan, I would it 
I know a lot of other people agree with me that played the sport and love the sport too. That you know, you kind of want to see something different. You don't want to see the same thing every single year. You want to see great mm-hmm. matchups, but I don't think the ratings would go down. You know, seeing a Cincinnati versus Bama, yeah, people are not going to tune in because they think they know what's going to happen. But it, mm-hmm. it's something new. It's a shakeup. A a group of five team making a making a uh, college football playoff is new. You know, having new teams in there. I don't want to see Notre Dame in there, but it would nice be nice to see like Oklahoma State. Some teams that's just never been in there. A program that we don't know too much about that we might watch one or two times per year on prime time. But yeah, I I, I think it's I think it's uh, I don't even know how to say if it's something or nothing, but it's good and bad for the uh, the sport. I like I don't want the games to be blowouts, but I mm-hmm. I'd love to see something new. Uh, I love change so. Yeah, I'm, I'm both ways. I can't even pick a side up, to be honest with you. And you're in the middle. Yeah, I feel like it's uh just something because I think I'm I'm on the I'm on the one side that I do want to see something, see new teams get an opportunity, see new teams get a chance. Like I said, it's cool to see I guess Michigan over, get over the hump because like it was many years that people were calling for Jim Harbaugh's job um, just because he couldn't he couldn't at first it was he couldn't beat Michigan State or Ohio State, but you know he's able to get over that hump this. Uh, you know, these past few years and, you know, now they're sitting at five with a possibility of being right there in the college football playoffs. Cincinnati, like I said, non-power five team, get an opportunity. Um, you know, Notre Dame has been the, the, that one team typically. Like I said, they play power five teams, but, you know, they're not associated with the conference. They've had that one, oppor- they've had the opportunity, you know, multiple years and people are just tired of seeing them, you know, get in and get blown out and they feel like Cincinnati is going to be the same exact way. But I don't know. I feel like, like I said, I don't think Cincinnati would, I, I can't say for sure, like, it, that's not going to be the same, you know, thing that happens, but it's like, it doesn't really matter. Like I said, if Notre Dame was back in there, they'd probably get blown out. So, that, like, give another team another opportunity, one that, you know, has earned their spot and, you know, have won and played, played who's in front of them and won, they're undefeated, give them that opportunity to, you know, play a primetime game. Like, people, like, typically won't see them play that, that much throughout the year unless you're, like, you're, you know, college football fan or at least pay attention or a true diehard college football fan. So, you know, just having new teams, being the mix, you know, we've been seeing Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama for what? Like at least forever for the past five years. So, you know, Bama's definitely been in every single one of them. Um, I think Georgia's missed one or two. So it's nice to get a, a little bit of a shakeup. We got half the teams like now. We've got half the teams that's been consistently in there, they're in there, but now we've got two new teams that's looking to you know break break in. But this just continues to to show that we, you know they talk about expanding it. I don't know what side you're personally on. I'm I've been saying at least six to eight. Like I feel like try maybe the, the six teams for maybe a year or two. I'm really more so with the eight though. But like if you're gonna slow, I guess slowly do it, whatever. Six teams get the first two a bye, have those four teams play, and then you know shake it out that way. But I would definitely like to see it get to eight teams um, within the next year or two, hopefully. But what do you think? I can go for eight. I wouldn't say twelve because I was just thinking about that yeah, as you were talking about it. Uh, I just think that like that's too many games. You know, too many yeah. extra games. You got to think about what these dudes go through for twelve games mm-hmm. or thirteen or fourteen. So imagine three extra games on top of that, and then what do you? Where you? How are you going to fit that in? Like with you know, you got you got championship weekend and then bowl season. Some bowl games start like maybe a week, week and a half after. Yeah, like a week after. So it's like, how are you going to fit all these in? I know they don't care about the small bowl games like yeah. that. But, I mean, I can go for eight. I can go for eight or maybe six, just two extra spots. Because I, I, there's been a lot of times where I feel like teams got left out, especially like Ohio State a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I can agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Hopefully eight soon. I would like to see eight for sure. Yeah. Like I said, even if they go to just six, and like I said, get the first two buys and then check it out that way, I would like to see that. But, you know, four, it just seemed like sometimes, some years, it just seemed like four is just, just too little, and, so, and certain teams are always getting snubbed. And you know, just to <laughs> combat that, you know, it's a lot more teams to get in because, like, there's a lot of good teams, like, a lot of good teams that haven't had the opportunity to, you know, come in and play. Like you said, it's, it's been years that certain teams, like you said, Ohio State a few years ago, getting snubbed. And you play an eight playoff team, like anything, anything could happen. Like I said, we, we've seen that time and time again. So just more teams. Hopefully it's coming. We don't know. But I'm an advocate for eight teams. Hopefully we get eight teams very, very soon. But the next something to nothing, sprinkling in a little NBA. I'm sure we'll uh, start to talk about little, the NBA a little bit more as college football, NFL start to wind down. Um, definitely start starting to talk a little bit more uh, NBA and college ball maybe as well. But Phoenix Suns quietly on a 16-game win streak, and they've looked pretty dominant throughout the entire stretch. We've seen teams go on you know win streaks like this before. Even uh, Golden State, I think there's I think there's might have just ended, but they were just on like a 14-game, 15-game win streak as well. But something or nothing, Suns probably one of the hottest teams in the NBA, looking dominant on their 16-game win streak. And you know, looking to continue to improve on that 16 game win streak. Do you think it's something or nothing? Do you think it's like this is just shows like oh they may be a lot to win the West? They're you know number one favorite in the West um, and possibly get back to the NBA Finals. So something or nothing, 16 game win streak by the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna go that far talking about being a lock <laughs> in the West because the West you know they got they got killers this year, especially with the Warriors mm -hmm. being back. Mm -hmm. But. It's, I'm not saying it's nothing, but it's kind of something. I, I'm The reason why I say it's nothing is because they kind of have that chemistry. So, like, they're one of the few teams – not the few teams, but one of one of many – I'd say half the league. They brought back every – you know, all five starters. You know, every team is mix it up. But they're bringing back a group that just went to the finals together. They know each other. They know how to play together. And they're kind of just picking off where they left off. I know, you know, teams talked about how they made it to the finals with going through teams that were hampered with injuries and stuff. But, you know. They won when they had to win and they played quality basketball, even though they came up short in six games. But mm -hmm. it's a quality basketball team picking where they left off the chemistry. They they feel confident based off the run they had last year and they started off on a roll. You know, I think they, if I'm not mistaken, they lost one or two games to start off. Maybe one or yeah. two. No, I think they lost. Yeah, yeah, I think they lost their first two, right? Yeah, they were like, I forgot what the record is right now, but I know they, it was like, it was a few teams. Everybody kind of started off like, Flirting around 500, maybe like a game or two above, and then yeah. they just kind of like went on went on the run. Yeah, there's there's seven, so there's 17 and three. So yeah, mm -hmm. they it's I'd say it's something, but I know mm -hmm. it's not going to go too much. I'd say it stops. I think they might get to 20 games, but to say they're a lock in the West this year, no. But uh, it's good to you know home court advantage is good to get higher seeding in the West. I'll say that. So it's something for now, but it, yeah. it like it. I know. The Warriors had like a 25-game win streak uh, mm -hmm. a couple years back, but you know, let's not act like this is not a this is something small. Like winning 16 games in a row in the league mm -hmm. is, you know, that's yeah, what still that's, playing. that's more than 20 percent of the games, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a good yeah, yeah. Well, 16 almost, games is 82. It's 82, yeah, total this year. So, so a, a good, little less than 20 percent. Yeah. You won in a row, so that's that's definitely something I can say. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, it could come to an end soon. They play the Warriors next, so that's going to be a, a very, very good game. I don't know if it's on prime time or not. I'm 17 and 3 versus 17 and 2. Exactly. So 
that's the next matchup. Somebody, you know, somebody's gonna have to lose that one, but I know it's gonna definitely be a good game. It's on Tuesday, so hopefully it's one of those TNT flex games that they do, you know, with the you know bringing play, like old players on you know, just to analyze yeah. and stuff. But I don't know. I think it's a little bit of something as well, like you said, like the percentage of games, the amount that they're winning, how they're winning as well. Like at first, like they were kind of like because I know my Hawks are within this 16 game win streak, and we're like probably like the second or third team. I think that kind of like. He's like they, they start playing those wins together, and they could have, they should have very well lost that game against the Hawks. It was our first road, our first road game going out there. But I think like Trey got a tech um, because he tried to stick up for DeAndre Hunter because they was fouling him. They didn't call the foul, and then something else happened. I think someone picked up a late foul, um, and then another tech. Something I don't know. It was just a, basically a bunch of stuff that happened within like the last three four minutes to where they was able to go on a run and, and win that game, but. You know, in the beginning, it was like a lot of few close games, but like now, the like past like three, four, five games on the scene, like they're just winning and playing in dominant fashion. Like they blew out the Nets, blew out the Knicks. Um, there's another team that they blew out as well, but it's like and like how many points they're scoring as well. Like all of these, all of these games that they're winning is like they're they're putting up triple triple number or triple digit numbers. Um, you know, to win the game. Yeah, the Nuggets. That's what, that was the other one they blew out, one ten to ninety eight. So. All these games, like they're winning in dominant fashion. Trailblazers. Um, oh, that's a long. That's a long. I'm looking at the wrong score. And I think they flipped it too. But yeah, they they've just been winning in dominant fashion. 16 game win streak. I think it comes to an end on Tuesday, because I think they play at Golden State, and Golden State has just been they've been dominant overall, but they've been really dominant at home. So one of those good games that we're expecting. Um, if they do continue that 16 game or continue to build on that 16 game streak, it's like good for them. Um, but like you said, I don't think it makes them a lock in the West yet. But for everything that you said, it makes sense why they, you know, have been on this type of run. But it's never nothing to bet an eye at. But I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say it's nothing as well too. But that does it for something or nothing. We ain't have too many big topics today. This may be just something or nothing. Both of our teams play against each other. My team is still in the playoff running a little bit. If we win today, it kind of helps push puts us, I think, eighth or ninth, because we'll be five and six. And I think right now the last wild card is like five and five, depending on what happens today or who wins today. But uh my Falcons playing your uh Jacksonville Jaguars. I think we played down in Jacksonville today. Um we're hoping to get back to our winning ways. Um, I guess you guys are also hoping to do somewhat of the same hasn't been too much winning only two games this year but uh week 12 jaguars versus falcons probably the game of the day game of the day for me at least um what do you think about it i think it'll be a good matchup i'm not gonna say too much because we're we both haven't been performing that well uh yeah i i will say our defense has been playing better and i think that you know with ridley being out and y'all not really having a number one receiver i think we'll we'll be okay if we put miles jack on kyle pitts for the most part or safety on him I think we'll be okay. But, I mean, this game is just going to come down to can our offense, you know, get rolling. We've been stagnant for the last couple of weeks. Our defense has just been tired. Like, last week we lost 30-10, to 10, but our defense did not play that bad, as bad as it looks like with the score, I, I promise you. And I think that if we can, you know, our, our defense has been playing better. We've been getting pressure on the quarterback. So, you know, the Falcons' offensive line is somewhat of a liability, and I feel like if we can pressure Matt, he's not a mobile quarterback. He can move when he needs to. I don't know what's up with him, but he's trying to run. He's been playing people on skates this year. Yeah, he's been running. As he's, got old, as he's got older, he's been running. Uh, I saw the Saints game. I don't know what was going on. but put Demar Davis on skates. He's been everybody on skates. <laughs> I think if – 
I think if Josh Allen, uh, Chase on and uh, Devon Hamilton and Taven Bryant can, you know, generate pressure, I think we'll be okay because you don't have a threat outside. And even though we don't have Shaquem Griffin, I, I like what Tyson Campbell's been doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's all about what we do on the offensive side of the ball. I think we can, we're going to get him at Ryan. We're going to pressure him for the most part. But if we can't sustain drives and get points on the board, he's a veteran. You know, he knows how to recover. Just, he's going to put some points up. So if we can't put points up, I, I know this sounds simple, but our offense has literally been holding us back. Like the indie game, we should have mm-hmm. won. And, you know, in weeks prior, we've been in close games. We just haven't been able to execute and get mm-hmm. first downs. Our defense is tired going back out there, you know, like the first drive of the game, San Fran, going back to last week real quick, it was mm-hmm. a it was a 20-play drive that took up like 10 minutes. And then first thing we do is go three and out. They're right back out there. Like, mm-hmm. well, what do you expect? So yeah. it's all about can we help our defense out? That's all I want. You know, I, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna win. We're at home. I know it's not a far trip, so it's gonna be a lot of Falcons fans, like a lot probably, but mm-hmm. It's all about what we can do in offense, man. I know our defense, the last four games, ever since that Buffalo game, we've shown up. And the Falcons' offense doesn't have that many threats behind besides Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson, who y'all get back today. But yeah, offense got to help the defense out. That's that's all it is, man. And y'all defense isn't the best, but A.J. Terrell has been playing much better after. I know some people in Atlanta last year were talking about thinking he's a bust. You know, people just mm-hmm. overreact to early. You got to let stuff play out. And he's a yeah. DB, just like Trayvon Diggs, struggling his rookie year, second year, taking off. So A.J. Terrell has been balling. Yeah. So, um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, we get the job done in a close game. Uh Two two sorry teams. I know the Falcons are in a playoff race, but they're not a playoff caliber team. So we're gonna get the dub today. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and put a score out there. Matt Ryan's gonna put up some points. So I'm gonna go 27-24 Jags. Okay, 27-24. Yeah, I mean, like you said, that's the recipe for for a win for you guys. Like you said, offense helping out the defense. For us, it's gonna be obviously the opposite because these last two weeks we've put up a whopping total of three points. Um, so you know, game blown out 40, what 43 to three, and then 25 to zero. So, obviously, like I said, that has a lot to do with really being out. We didn't have Cordell Patterson for um, all, we didn't have him for most to all of the game against the Cowboys, and obviously, he sat against Patriots that Thursday uh, night game. But they say he's back, hopefully, he's healthy. Hopefully, that gives us another you know, just tool to use in our you know, in our very, very stagnant and talentless offense. Say we don't really have no number one receiver. I think Hayden Hurst has been out as well. Um, so hopefully we can get something rolling because, like I said, our offense just has to help out our defense. Uh, I mean, yeah, our offense has to help out our defense as well because <clears throat> our defense has been playing decent. You know, I, obviously giving up 43 points and 25 points isn't anything to bat an eye at because those are pretty high totals. But, you know, the defense has done as much as they could. Like I know with the Patriots game, they – they got the Patriots off the field a lot of times in key moments where they could have driven down and put up, you know, points immediately because, you know, our office sent them right back out there. Or, um, you know, obviously wasn't getting anything going or it'd be off of a turnover. But, you know, they held their ground. Like I said, AJ Terrell's been playing better. The uh, linebacking core has been playing a little bit better. I feel like we, we definitely need a change at safety. Our safeties aren't the greatest. But, you know, Divas has done enough, or at least last game they did enough to put, you know, the office in, in winning positions. But, you know, also just the play calling, like Arthur Smith is kind of, uh, it's, it's been real iffy. Say so he, he goes for it in times that we shouldn't. Like, I think it was last week we should have kicked the field goal when we try to go for it, um, you know, on fourth down in the red zone and they end up coming up with no points. And you can't do that type of stuff against Bill Belichick and the Patriots team. So hopefully, you know, he cleans up that mistake. I think both of these teams are looking at it as a chance to kind of like, 
just just find some type of success. Like everybody looks at our defense and it's like, all right, yeah, like we can get something going on offense. And then like for us, we're probably like I said, looking at the Jaguars, you know, two and eight team, haven't played the greatest. Like I said, they've been in close games, but just haven't played the greatest on both sides of the ball. It's looking like uh, it's a it's a it's a pick me up game for both squads. Like we're looking at it, okay, offensively, we haven't scored any points the last few weeks. Let's try to put something on the board. And defensively, let's, you know, build some chemistry and put some, you know, put some stops together and put it together a game where, you know, we look good, we look dominant, you know, heading into next week. Where I think we play, I want to say we play the Saints again, but um, yeah, just looks like a pick me up game for both squads. Like I said, we're in the playoff race. I'm a Falcons fan, of course, I would be honest and, you know, obviously level headed. We're not a playoff team whatsoever. It's just nice to see them, you know, flirting around 500. We haven't seen that in the last few years, especially this far into the season. It would be we'd have maybe one, two games wins under our belt. Like what last year, I think we was at this point, we might have been one and nine, one and ten, or like two and ten, something like or two and nine, something like that. But all in all, hoping to see a, a good game against two very subpar teams, and hopefully my team comes out with the win. I'll put a score out there as well. Like I said, I think it's I honestly think it's gonna be a little high scoring as well. I'm thinking like somewhere like 31, 27 range. Of course, I'm going with my Falcons. So they won 27 Falcons. Um, hopefully, like I said, it gets us back to five and six, somewhere around the eighth, ninth spot, and we continue to, to press on. We got, what, seven more games? Yep. Season flying by. So yep. season flying by, coming up on the end. Hopefully, we're able to make a run and do something um, you know, to possibly get that last, you know, that seventh seed. No matter what, it's kind of like the college football playoffs. We get that seventh seed, we get blown out. I don't care. We made the playoffs. Last few years have been trash to be a Falcons fan, especially last year, um, in in the form and fashion we was losing. So anything is good with me. This type of success. If we even have a winning season and don't make the playoffs, I'm fine with that. Or like even an eight nine season, I'm fine with that. So hopefully they're able to, like I said, just add one more win to what we thought was going to be easy schedule and continue to push forward. But before we head into the, today's game, just quick like recap: Thanksgiving games. What do you think about them? I I think I tweeted out it, they ended up being decent games. I guess you know the 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 Bears in Detroit came down you know until last second field goal, and obviously it was entertaining to see the Lions sell the game again with two back to back timeouts. Like what the hell, what the hell are you doing? And uh, obviously the Cowboys and Raiders game was pretty good as well. Saints Bills wasn't entertaining whatsoever, but I just thought it wasn't that great of a slate of Thanksgiving games. I know a few other people, you know, thought the same, but certain the first two games at least played out a little bit different. But what do you think about the Thanksgiving games? I can first off, I can agree with that part that the games weren't that great. You know, like just thinking about it when you see it at first, the Bears and Lions mm -hmm. without Justin Fields and with, with Jared Goff, the Lions don't have a win. Yeah. Cowboys and Raiders sound straight, but the Raiders are falling off. And then, you know, you get the Saints without Drew Brees. I mean, without Jameis Winston. So you're like, mm -hmm. you've, seen the, you've seen the Saints without Jameis the last couple of weeks. They <laughs> haven't been good. So yeah. we knew what it was, but they t ended up being better besides the last game. The, the Lions game was a boring game, but as a football fan, it's, it was a defensive game. So I enjoyed it. And the Cowboys game was the most entertaining game of the day. You know, the Cowboys, their box mm -hmm. office. So everybody's going to be tuned in, but that game lived up to the hype. But overall, I mean, it it was okay. I definitely, you know, I'm a football over basketball guy, as we all, as you guys mm -hmm. all know, but NBA on Christmas is better than NFL on Thanksgiving. Like the slate of games, I'm not saying it's yeah. better, but the slate of games is always better. They have a fire line, but it's mm -hmm. like five games throughout the day. So, yeah. but to talk about it real quick, uh, the Bears game was just what I expected a low scoring game, two offenses that are struggling. Um, and Andy Dalton didn't even play that bad, in my opinion, but 
they just they found a way, you know, at the end to to pull it out. And the Lions gonna do what the Lions gonna do. They they could easily be four and six, but now they're what oh nine and one, yeah, or oh ten and one. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know, man. It is bad. But Cowboys game, uh, I think it's just it all came down to turnovers. I'm not turnovers, penalties, because. A lot of people say they were lopsided. It was a lot of flags called. If I'm not mistaken, it was 28. But just the Cowboys starting slow and trying to play catch up like they always do for the most part. Not too, too slow, but they just didn't come out how they needed to to against a Raiders team that was like, I'd say they were completely dead. Like they lost every rugs to what, you know, what happened and stuff. And they were just on a, they were on a losing streak. They were struggling. They couldn't get, they were losing to teams they would, you know, would have beat earlier on in the season. Yeah. And, End up being a barn burner, but you know, penalties, like I said, they would have kicked the uh Dallas would have had a shot to uh win the game, but you know, mm. they couldn't execute. And I love the Cowboys, they're they're good for a midseason meltdown. I love it. Like they're <laughs> it's overhyped, so I love to see them, you know, struggle a little bit and get humbled. And the last game, I don't even want to talk about it. I knew what it was. I turned it off sometime in the second quarter because I just knew what mm. it was. But I'm sad to see uh Tredavious White go down with the ACL because yeah. they were gonna need him for the uh Needed for that postseason run. But real quick before we move on, just want to give a shout out. I know some people already know this, but that duo is pretty nasty. I I give them top three for my my. If I think about, it, they could potentially be the best. Like Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a legit safety duo. And I know Green Bay. Yeah. It's a long time ago, but I know Green Bay regrets uh, letting Micah Hyde go. Yeah, yeah. They they let both of them go, but. Yeah, it definitely was sad to see him go down. You can see it immediately on his face, like the emotion that came over. I was like, yeah, it's probably. And he's from New Orleans, too. I mean, he's from Louisiana, yeah. too, so. Mm-hmm. Yep, so. It, it was definitely tough to see that, but you say it's just next man up. Their defense has been a little bit better, though, especially that the the, the front four. Um, yeah. At pass rush with uh, Oliver um, and those other guys as well. They've, they've been playing pretty well, but they're going to definitely need them to continue to play well because you say you're, you're missing basically um, – one of one of your best secondary players, if not the best secondary player, um, on that team. But I just tuned in and kept watching because I was hoping Josh Allen wasn't gonna sell me because we're playing each other in fantasy this week, and he sold me last week a little bit because Cam definitely outperformed him on my bench, and then um, what you call it, Knox as well. You know, he, he was coming off an injury last week, so I kind of gave him a pass, even though I had him in the lineup. But I just wanted to watch to see how those two would fare out. He did still throw two interceptions, so I was a little bit concerned, but then eventually he picked it up, I think, put up three or four touchdowns. So uh, with Dawson Knox, Do- Dawson Knox catching two of them. So right now I think I got like a 54 to – I don't know how many points you got. I think you got like six, 54 to six lead right now in fantasy. I know you haven't paid too too much attention to it because uh, the draft unfortunately didn't go your way. But, you know, I got to give me a win any way I can because you know, I had to tune in just for my guys to see what they would do. But this is the pick for this uh, the past – Week plus the Thanksgiving games, you went nine and nine out of the eighteen games. I went seven and eleven out of the eighteen games. So you closed the gap a little bit because I did have a little bit of a lead. Now you're only down back again by three, um, three games, ninety-eight, sixty-eight, and one overall for me, ninety-five, seventy-one, and one overall for you. Um, but like I said, we can go to our NFL pickums and also, you know, you know, just talk about some of the good games, good slate of games that's on tap for today. Um, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, who do you got winning this one? This is a tough one. I, I really – I don't know why, man. I I keep – I said early on, like, you know, trusting my gut and stuff, and I haven't been doing it all year, but I'm going to go out on a limb 
Uh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh, I think, because the division is just so tight. I think they split. Cincinnati handled business in Pittsburgh, and, you know, they didn't take that lightly, so I think they they bounced back. And this is – it's not a rivalry. It was kind of a one-sided rivalry. But Pittsburgh, man, I know Big Ben can't really push the ball down the field like he used to, but they're playing – he's playing a little better, and I think it's a team they're playing a little better. So I'm going to – actually, I'm sorry. Joe Hayden is out. Joe Hayden is out, and that's their best corner, so I have to flip it just based off that because I feel like they have too many receivers. And their defense is good, but if your best corner is out and you have not two number ones but two two really quality receivers, I think mm-hmm. that makes a really, really big difference. But if Pittsburgh pulls it out, I'm going to be mad at myself. But just because Joe Hayden is not playing and that's their starting corner, I'm going with Sissy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Pittsburgh is just one of those teams. Like I said, last few, last few years, I'm just not high on them. Um, I know they've come through the last few weeks to you know, improve their team, improve their record. Um, since he woke up last week as well, or did they? Was that last week? It might have been the week before. No, it was last week for them. I could be forgetting because the Raiders played um, Sunday, but then they also played Thursday. But Cincinnati woke back up after you know losing to they lose to the Jets, right? Losing to yep. the Jets squad. Um, so they started, you know, they're picking it back up, looking a little bit better. This is a um, AFC North divisional rivalry. Um, they're looking to beat Pittsburgh two times in one year. I don't know when the last time they did that. I think they said it was like the 70s or 80s. Um, so definitely a big game for them. They're at home. I think they're looking at chops at this one. Like you said, Joe Hayden is out as well. Jamar Chase is probably looking to have a field day. So I'm going to go with Cincy as well. Hopefully they don't prove me wrong. I do think Pittsburgh will make it a game, though. I don't think it's just going to be a runaway. But, you know, like I said, Cincy just, you know, looked better overall to me this year. I know they've had a, a few, um, you know, dumpster fire of games but i think overall um that offense will probably you know i think the offense will prevail over the pittsburgh defense that has been you know not the same and injured and hampered throughout the year so i'm gonna go with Cincy as well tampa bay indianapolis who do you got this is probably one of the better games of the day i think we have like two or three decent games today so tampa bay indianapolis most definitely uh i think we actually have a little more than that honestly but i will we'll talk about it later on i think mm-hmm. that i got indy in this one you know i think they're riding hot like I said earlier, before we got on, they just needed to get past those first, you know, couple of games. That first little gauntlet. They started off 0-3. Schedule got a little bit easier. They still had some quality opponents, but they just started playing better football. And they leaned on Jonathan Taylor, who is, you know, front runner for MVP right now. If Derrick Henry was here, we know it would be a little different. But he's had over 100 uh, scrimmage yards in eight straight games. So, you know, got to recognize that. But the only thing, I'm, the only question I have today, Carson Wentz is going to have to show up because we know one thing about Tampa. Yeah. They know how to stop the run especially with mm-hmm. Vita Vey. They have the best run defense in the league. Some teams don't even try to run the ball against them because they know what it is. And Vita Vey and, and Dominican Sue are like, you know, as nasty as a three taking a nose you're going to have in the league is. Mm-hmm. And those, those are some strong dudes, so you're not going to get too much push up front. And But, you know, it's going to be a matchup. Quentin Nelson versus Vita Vey, I, I can't wait to watch that. You know, the best guard in football, in my opinion, going against him. So we're going to see what they can do. If they contain Jonathan Taylor, can Carson Wentz make some plays throughout the air? And I think he will because, you know, he's been playing he's been playing good this year. And, uh, you know, if you, if you don't know, that's my guy in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm fond of him, of his game. A lot of people don't like him, but I think he's a quality guy with a lot of talent. So I think he steps up big, makes some timely throws, gets uh, – hopefully T.Y.'s playing today, I think. And um, I think they pull off an upset. You know, it's not even an upset in a way, in my opinion, because the Colts have been playing really well and Tampa's been okay. Like, they beat the Giants mm-hmm. last week, but before that they were struggling. So yeah. I got Indy. And they're at home mm-hmm. too. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a good matchup as well. 
Um, you said Tampa Bay has been subpar. Like they're secondary, like they've been getting guys back piece by piece. I don't know if they'll get which one's out. I feel like it's Carlton Davis. Yep, Carlton Davis. Murphy yeah. Bucket just came back. Yeah, he just came back last week. So um that secondary, like they, they got guys that rotate in, they play pretty well. Like at the end of the season, it's gonna do well for them because you know they'll have a lot of guys in key positions that will have a lot of uh a lot of experience by that time, so they'll have guys that rotate in and out. But right now, they're a little hampered. Like I said, there'll be some Carlton Davis, which is probably their top corner, um, probably the best corner um, outside of Murphy Button. And you know, like I said, it's just gonna like you. It's pretty much going to show like Car- like Carson was like early on in the season. Obviously, they had a gauntlet of schedule of games. Um, you know, playing a lot of top teams, and you know, he didn't look that great. You know twisted hurt both of his ankles people just kind of had that same narrative like oh Carson was in his trash like it didn't really matter um he's doing the same stuff in Philly he's injury prone like all that but like you said last what they're on they've won the last five of their six games and they've just been looking better and better and better like on both sides of the ball honestly um both sides of the bar picking up so it's definitely gonna show like he's gonna have to you know perform today if they win it's probably gonna be by his arm because um I don't think Jonathan Taylor's gonna get much you know much success on the ground I won't say he won't be able to just shut him down completely. Um, he has been the top back since, you know, Derrick Henry has been out. Thankful for me as well. He's in one, on one of my other fantasy teams. But even if not, I think they'll get him involved, you know, have back screens or even, you know, some swing passes out the backfield or whatever. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a testament, and it's going to be a test for Carson Wentz. This is probably top five defense right now in the league. Um, obviously, you're facing Brady in a, another uh, offense that is pretty potent. You know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans – Leonard Fournette, Rob, like, you know, it's, it's they got names and guys everywhere on that field. So it's going to be a test for both sides of the ball, but I don't think it's um, one that they can't handle. Like you said, Tim Bay has definitely been subpar, um, you know, barely, you know, being certain teams or just looking subpar throughout the game. And then also, what they lose to? They lost to – it wasn't a terrible team, but they lost to a team that wasn't that great. Tampa? They beat the, yeah, to before they beat the Giants. I can't. Um, they oh, they lost to the Saints. After James got hurt too, like they yeah. smacked him. The game was close, and they mm-hmm. they put it to him after. Yeah, yeah. They lost to the Saints, and then they lost to somebody else before they. Uh, Football team the too. Yeah. yeah, Washington. That's what it was. Couldn't think of it. But yeah, um, losing to pretty two subpar teams as well. So they they can be beat. So it's not a, a game that's just gonna they're just gonna roll over them, and they you know on the road as well. So it's gonna be a good game. Who'd you go with? You went with Indy. Yes, sir. I want to go Indy as well, but I'll be a little bit different. I'll go with Tampa. It's a lot of games, you know. It's a lot of games we might, you know. Yeah, we're gonna miss. We last few weeks, honestly, it just hasn't been great weeks. Like the first, first like seven, eight, it was like steady, losing like three, four games maybe. Last few weeks, it's been definitely. I've not been over five hundred, so I'm gonna go with Tampa this week, just because I feel like maybe you know the Giants can kind of help pick them up a little bit. Said they, they got certain guys back. They probably just needed a week under their belt um, to get rolling. And I uh, think they'll take care of business. I think it's still going to be a really close game. I think it's going to come down to a field goal for sure. Um, and it'll probably only be like a one or two point games or a one or two point win um, by Tampa Bay. But I'll go with them. Carolina, Miami, who you got? This is a tough one. Uh, Miami's been playing good a little. Well, not good. They've been playing better. They won three in a row. But I think that, you know what, Cam, Carolina has a little bit of energy. They're feeling good. I know they lost last week, but they – they could have won that game. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Tua is struggling to push the ball down the field, and he struggles versus pressure, and Carolina is one of the most aggressive teams. Their defensive coordinator says a lot of heat, as you might know when you guys played them. 
Mm-hmm. And then you know they got Gilmore now, so it's Gilmore, Dante Jackson, CJ Henderson. They have some some pretty decent corners, and they they'll like the matchup in man. You know, send exotic blitzes, and two is not the best versus pressure. So, I think they put a lot of pressure on him. He has a couple of turnovers, a fumble, a picker there. You know, he's gonna play okay, but you know, a couple of turnovers will change the game. And I think the Carolina gets back to five hundred, and uh, they find a way to win. Yeah, I can see that as well. He said. Cam coming in did definitely give him some juice. I probably should have started him last week because I, I knew that was what was going to happen. I just knew that's what was going to happen. But they did end up losing the game, but still he put up a lot of fantasy points. Um, and he looked pretty good as well. You know, it's just as a game, as the hype kind of settled down, you know, them being on the high and everything, them scoring on the first drive, Washington kind of settled in and, you know, started playing their game and was able to take over and win. But Carolina didn't look too, too bad in that loss. Um, like I said, they, they look a little bit more energized as well. Miami has looked, you know, a little bit more energized as well because they win three games in a row. I don't know how much stock we should put into them because I know their, their last one is what against the Jets. Um, yeah, that, that that Baltimore game maybe yeah. got, you know, them feeling a little good about Yeah, Because they can show up when needed. Yeah. They can show up, but it's about being consistent. Exactly. And I don't know. It's, gonna, it's honestly going to be a test for both teams. Like, you know, both teams – have it like you said, Carolina still in the playoff running. Miami, you know, just looking to improve week by week and have week better. Uh, it's a tough one. I think Carolina maybe comes down on their high, they're on the road. Um, and you know, Miami just finds a way to take care of business, but it's definitely gonna be a close game. Um, so I'm gonna take Miami in this one. This will be a little bit different. We might have a lot of games that you know, both of us go the different go the opposite way. So it's gonna it's gonna be a big week for the pickums and just you know, NFL teams as a whole, but I'm gonna go with Miami, Tennessee, New England, probably the another one of the bigger games and better games to watch for the day. Um, who you got winning this one? Uh, I kind of disagree, bro. Um, this, I mean, I, I understand why you're yeah. saying that, but I just don't think that without Derrick Henry, without AJ Brown, and without Julio Jones, I don't. Oh, think I forgot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot. Brown, yeah, Brown is, yeah, just got put on. Yeah. So never mind. You're right. It's. I think this game is going to – I don't think it's going to get ugly, but, you know, just to mess with Walker, I want it to get a little ugly. So I can mess with him a little bit. You know, they're going to win a division. Titans are a good team. But yeah. Belichick, you know already he takes away what you do best. Mm-hmm. So with, if it was just A.J. Brown out there, I knew I still thought they were going to lose because they were going to take mm-hmm. him – they were going to put J.C. Jackson on They might have yeah, rolled – They away. Yeah, they were going to put him on him. They might roll coverage to him, do, do whatever they need to do to take him yeah. away. So without all those weapons, they're really just they can really play their regular scheme. And whoever I don't even know who their number three receiver is, Khalif Raymond, or maybe is Josh Reynolds. No, Josh Reynolds is not even on they the still team. have Adam Humphreys. I don't even know. I don't even think so. So <laughs> I, I just think, you know, New England for one, let's not even say let's not bring injuries into it. I think New England's playing good, you know. Mm-hmm. The Bill Belichick guy, I knew he was gonna get it together over time, and I just knew that he was I think he needed a lot more credit for the dynasty. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people think it's all Tom, but he just, you know, he's finding a way. He got some players. They spent a little money. You know, he realized that he didn't draft well, gave up his, uh, you know, his draft uh, power. I guess <laughs> yeah, a lot of other guys, you know, that get paid to do to watch film, you know, mm-hmm. scout these guys. And you see the change. Matthew Judon showing up as being one of the best free agent signings in the league. Yeah, continue to roll uh i know as you saw him in the game versus y'all he was he was everywhere so yeah i just think new england you know they're i'm not saying they're back i'm not saying they're they're gonna go to super bowl this year but i can't see them making some noise in the playoffs and i think they continue to roll and it's that time of year that that cold football 
that snowy Foxborough weather, I know they're going to be ready and the crowd's going to be rocking. So I got the Pats rolling. I say the Pats won by 14, honestly, bro. Yeah. I did forget. Like, I did forget they uh, just put uh, – they did just put Brown on IR. Like I said, I Julio, I don't even know how many games he's played this year. I thought he may be back in the lineup. I know he was back in the lineup like two, three weeks ago. But I guess he's back out with another injury. Um like you said, it's pretty pedestrian from that. I mean, it looked like the first two, like one or two games that they were surviving without Derrick Henry. But I know all in all, like you say, it's coming down that time of the year where football honestly comes down to if you can run the ball. Like <laughs> if you can run the ball, you can stop the run. Like it's starting to come down to the, the part of the year where it's one in the trenches. And, you know, picked up Adrian Peterson, which was a weird pickup in the first place, and then cut him. Um, you know, now they got, I think, Dante Foreman and some other, you know, guys playing by running back committee in the backfield. Don't know if he's able to, uh, which we don't think he's going to be able to compensate for, you know, just the 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 offense of, you know, I guess power that Derrick Henry brings you because you still you would have the game plan for that. But now, like you said, like defensively, New England doesn't have to do too much, like too, too much game plan. Like I said, they could just play a basic, their regular basic scheme and probably just send a bunch of pressure towards Ryan Tannehill's way and just make hell for him today. So, it's gonna be. It might get ugly, like you said. They're at home too. I'm. I'm taking New England. Cause like you said they. They definitely been playing good ball. Um, last four or five weeks. Um, you know, I think Mac Jones has definitely stepped up and played well as well. Um, obviously Josh McDaniels. You know, having a rookie quarterback, I think he just took him. Took both of them probably just a little bit of adjusting those first four, three, four games, and you know he's looked pretty good so far. Like he doesn't make many mistakes at all. Um, you know. He finds his guy. He makes smart decisions. And defensively, I just knew that defense was eventually going to come around. Like last year, they just had a lot of guys out. They got all those guys back this year. They've drafted really well in the secondary with J.C. Jackson and Duggar um, and picked up some really good guys, you know, spending their money that they finally had um, in, in dressing. You know, the pass rush, they addressed it on offense, but, you know, they haven't really been using the guys that they picked up too, too much in uh, Henry and um, the guy from Tennessee, I forgot his name. I don't know why. The Titan. Uh, the Titan. What's his name? This came over from Tennessee last year. Say it again. The Titan that came over. Titan that came over. From oh, John New Smith. John Smith. Yeah, yeah, John New Smith. They haven't really used both of them too, too much. But, you know, they've used their I money. He's more of the number one tight end at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But. I think he's a better blocker. I think that's why. It might. Yeah. I don't know for sure. but Yeah. But it seems like his favorite targets are definitely the wide receivers. He likes. Aguilar, he likes uh Jacoby Myers. Um and he yeah, likes Bourne a lot too. Yeah, Bourne's been yeah, Bourne's been coming along. He was he was straining uh San Fran to me. He, yeah, like, he wasn't too he bad. Not a number one or number two, but he made plays. Yeah. I guess it's because he was a number three. Yeah, he was a number three guy because obviously Debo and um and Emmanuel was there too. Yeah. So but yeah, going to New England on this one, I forgot totally. Tennessee just hampered and offensively, I don't know who's gonna do well for them. And Ryan Tannehill. It's just a shell of himself when he has no weapons. I don't know who's going to throw it to. So, Philadelphia, Giants, who you got? NFC East matchup. I'm going to keep this one quick. I'm not really riding the Eagles bandwagon, but they've been playing a little better. I know they beat De- mm-hmm. they beat Detroit and they beat uh, the Saints, but they play well against the Chargers. They could have easily beat the Chargers, and they, they play well against the Broncos. And I, honestly, I will say this really quick. I'm going to keep this one quick because the game's coming up. But I think mm-hmm. that, man, I was – I'm not saying I wasn't wrong on Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying that, but I completely doubted him. Like I thought he would be one of those guys. Like he was just not an NFL quarterback at all. Like he'd be mm-hmm. out the league by the end of this year. And it looks it looks like the Eagles might give him like another year to prove himself. So 
Shout out to him for putting in the work, and he's been getting better uh, by week. Like, I've been watching the Eagles for the last three weeks, and from what I saw at the end of last season, the beginning of the season, he's just getting more and more comfortable throwing the ball from the pocket, and he's using his legs. I like it, but mm-hmm. he's playing more like a, a quarterback. So I'm, I'm shout out to him. I'm not saying he's a starter or franchise quarterback yet, but he's making it hard for them to move on from him just yet. Mm-hmm. And for, But, I, you know, today I think all that dies down a little bit. The Giants are sorry, but they play better at home, and they're a solid team. They're not a pushover. So I think that they get to get uh, get the dub today. You know how divisional games go. Anybody yeah. can, any anybody can be had. So I'm going to take the Giants in a close one. I'd say I'm going to. Daniel Jones likes to turn the ball over, so I think they're going to. It's going to be a low scoring game. I'm going to go 2017, a 24 20 maybe. Yeah, 24 20. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go Philly. Like I said, they've been playing a lot, a lot better the last few weeks. Jalen Hurts actually has looked. Uh, he's looked pretty, pretty good in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and said so he's been making smarter decisions as well. Offensively, they're coming along a little bit. Defensively, too, because they have a pretty good defense. Slade's starting to, you know, pick it up um, as well, you know, because being the, one of the anchors of that, yeah, of that secondary. So I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Um, I don't know. Giants are just – they just – I just know what I'm – I don't know what I'm getting from them. I know they got Saquon back, so maybe that helps. Um, Tony has looked pretty good. Um Ingram, they haven't really used him much. But, you know, basically they got a lot of their offensive weapons back, you know, besides – I don't know if King Galladay is – I think he's still hurt. King Galladay – He's playing this week. I think he's playing this week. All right. So, yeah, they got their offensive weapons back. So, it's a possibility. It's a game that they, you know, pick things up and get things rolling. Like I said, it's a divisional game in there at home. But I just feel like Philadelphia's, you know, just been a little bit more consistent. Maybe they, you know, said they've picked up a little bit of confidence from these wins, even though they are against, you know – very low quality teams. They've been looking good while they've been doing it. So I'm gonna go with Philly in this one. We already did Atlanta Jacksonville. I know I'm going to Atlanta and you're going Jag. So we'll skip over that. Jets, Houston, who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna keep this one real quick. It's it's a bad it's gonna be some bad football being played. Uh but we lost to them so we can't talk. But I think you know with Joe Flacco starting, I think uh Houston gets their third double of the season. Tyrod gets gets a win here. It's not too much to talk about because the Jets are Mm-hmm. Not very good, and Texans aren't very good, so I'm going with Houston. Yeah, same here. Not much to explain. You know, think Zach Wilson's back. Was he back last week? or Was he back this week? Nah, Joe Flacco. I don't. Maybe no, he's oh, back. Yeah. Maybe I need to. Maybe I need to check something on Twitter. I don't know if he's back yet. Honestly. Regardless if he's back or not, I'm not going with the Jets. But Flacco looked okay. You know, getting them 17 points, probably one of their highest scoring games of the year. <laughs> um. Oh no! Besides, I guess the two wins that they do have, they they did put up thirty one or thirty four against uh against Cincinnati, um, and also beat the Titans as well. So he's back. Chargers, you're right. Yeah, though. he's back. Yeah, they probably need to stick with Joe Flacco though. But two. Yeah, we're still going with Houston Chargers, Denver. I'm gonna go Chargers, but it could be a close game because you know, like I said again, rivalry games is cold. Chargers in L.A. is palm trees out there. They're going to Denver. It's hard to breathe. It might be snowing. Yep. And you got Bradley Chubb coming after you. So I'm going to go Chargers in a close one because I like Herbert. And, you know, you guys saw the uh, Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can pull anything out of his bag when he needed to. He pulled his, he used his legs more than he ever had. I think he had 90, almost 100 yards rushing. So he'll do whatever it takes to, you know, get the dub. And I think that uh, he finds a way to win in tough conditions because he has the arm and uh, he's a big quarterback. And that's what they – you know, that's what they look for in certain divisions. I'm not saying because he's in L.A., mm-hmm. but he has to go play the Chiefs and the Broncos, you know, it gets cold out there. So quarterbacks that can really have big arms and 
have big hands to, you know, control the ball in that environment is what you need. So I think he's going to be fine to get the job, to get the dub. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chargers as well. Like you said, it, it could go either way. Um, it's going to be a, a tough game, tough matchup, they, you know, a divisional rival. More than likely it's cold. I don't know if it's snowing or not, but, you know, when we turn on the TV, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> but like you said, they, they've they been looking better. That Sunday night game kind of proved kind of proved something to me as well because they have been looking subpar last few weeks, like last two, three, or probably three, four prior weeks before that. Um, and Herbert had the greatest. But they're starting to come along, so he was able to pull out that game. Um, you know, young quarterback emerging. Seems like, you know, he, he can – he can do a lot with that team. Mike Williams as well. He's probably one of the better seasons I've ever seen him have. Um, he's starting to come along as well. It looks like one of his favorite targets. But I don't know. It's going to be a tough matchup, but I think they pulled out as well. I'm going to go with the Chargers um, in this one. In a close one, though, it's probably maybe a field goal, six-point game. Rams. Um, they play Packers, right? I can't even see that. Yeah, Rams-Packers. Rams yeah, Packers. I, was, I was Packers. I was like, yeah, Rams-Packers. Who you got in this one? Um, Bro, one second. Honestly, I gotta look at this before I say it. Um, I don't, man. It's I'm gonna go. It's a rematch of the divisional from last year. I'm gonna go Green Bay again. I know the Rams haven't been playing that well. They've been struggling. Uh, Green Bay hasn't looked the best since they got Aaron Rodgers back, but I think you know they started to click last week, especially. And I think that they their defense. If they start to get if. I don't know if Stokes is playing today. I didn't check their uh, injury report for Stokes. So if Stokes not playing, mm -hmm. they might have a long day. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, Green Bay – If all right, let me stop. If it's not mm -hmm. snowing, I think L.A. is going to win because I think the conditions would s slow them down a little bit, and I think Green Bay at home, you know, they're not a playing that. But if Eric Stokes isn't playing and the conditions are fine, I think Odell has a big game today and mm -hmm. Cooper Cup, who's on pace to break some type of record. But <laughs> if you don't have a number one quarter – corner you know kevin king he's okay but he gets picked on a lot and jay alexander's been hurt with a shoulder mm -hmm. injury so i think they both have big days and the rams find a way to win you know they've been playing quality football but it's playoff time and it's time to you know pick it up and i think mm -hmm. it depends on the, the forecast but i'm gonna go with the rams i'm gonna take them uh and uh i wouldn't even say it's an upset but green bay's at home so but i'm going yeah. with the rams in a close one i'm gonna yeah. go the conditions are perfect i'm gonna go 35 31. 35-31. Yeah, I think it's going to be high scoring as well. Um, I mean, it could be snowing. It was snowing in uh, Michigan yesterday. So. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, so it's very possible it could be snowing. I'm, I'm going to go Green Bay either way, no matter the conditions. Uh, I think it's just a big game for them. It's honestly a big game for both teams, like just to kind of like a testament, see where they are in the division. Like both of these teams are sort of kind of at the top. I know LA struggled the last few weeks, so they've been dropped, you know, to the wild card spot being that um, – the Cardinals, I think, are what, eight and two. So, um, definitely a big game. It's a it's a measure up game for both squads. But I think Green Bay just prevails in this one. Like I said, I think the conditions will be a little bit messy. Um, you know, I'm never going to really bet against uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, they had a good game last week, but you know, Minnesota just had a little bit better of a game. It's just one of those weeks that Minnesota had a good offensive offensive day and you know are able to win against a you know a division rival so but i think green bay takes this one i think it's going to be really really close as well i think both te like both teams receivers just have a field day for some reason i know the rams have a better secondary they got ramsey um and i forgot their safety's name johnson so they got some guys over there but i still think both you know just given the conditions um and you know aaron Rodgers, Devontae adams aaron jones like it's just I can't bet against those guys. It's just really going to come down to whose defense, which we expect 
you know, the Rams defense, um, you know, to come up with a big stop. So hopefully this week is the week that they're able to, you know, pick that back up and do it um, and get a big win for them. But I'm going to still go with Green Bay, um, especially because I think the conditions are going to be messy. But Minnesota, San Fran, this is probably one of the better games of the day. We don't know what type of Minnesota team we're going to get. San Francisco has been playing a lot better the last few weeks. They've gotten guys back from injury. Their offices looked um, a lot better, you know, with Kittle. Debo's had him a great year as well. Um, so Minnesota, San Fran, who you got on this one? Man, I'm going with – I think I'm going with San Fran because, like you said, you don't know what Minnesota team you're going to get. They they play they play every game close. They beat Green Bay, mm-hmm. one of the top teams in the NFC, and then they go uh, sort of across the country and they pull a stinker, you know. <laughs> San Fran's been playing better. I know they beat the Jags last week, but they manhandled the Rams. Or maybe it was the Rams that were, you know, on the downfall. We don't know yet. We will see today. Mm-hmm. But I think San Fran, you know, they're playing – playing well they they're just they stay with injuries bro like they're one of the most strong teams in the league and that hampers them so i think you know they're getting back in the form they're getting guys back and i think that they they pull off a dub and this is a matchup with two five and five teams so this is basically a playoff game right here i understand you know we still got seven games left but tiebreakers are pivotal in in close uh wild card races so yeah San needs this game and they're gonna get this game yeah oh it's so tough it's so tough. I'm gonna go with San Fran though. Like I say, only because I've always been one of the guys that's like I'm I've just always not been on the Minnesota hype train. Like yeah. a lot of people like always saying like they can take off, they, they can do this, they can do that. And it's like they never can because they're so inconsistent across the board. Like every every position honestly is inc- like Dalvin Cook may be injured, maybe not be. Kirk Cousins may have a good game, may not. Um the defense, you know, they may step up. They may not. Like I said, they may have a pass rush. They may not. Like everyone's just so inconsistent across the board that I can never buy stock into them. So I'm gonna go San Fran as well. Um, they're at home. They've just been playing better. George Kittle's back. Debo's had a great year. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't really lose too much in these type of matchups. So I think they'll win. And like you said, it's definitely a big game for both teams, being that they're 500, flirting around, um, you know, the wild card spot. And it's just going to be a big game as a whole. You said tiebreakers. It's, it's going to be very important the last seven games, six games after today, sure. the week. So I'm going to go with San Fran as well in this one. Um, but, you know, Minnesota would make it interesting if they perform like they did last week, but we just don't know if that's going to happen. Cleveland, Baltimore, um, divisional game. I'm going to keep this one short, but which one, who do you think is going to win? Yeah, I'm going to keep it short too. I got Baltimore. I just think that, you know, Baker's in his own head. He's not healthy. He's going at it with the fans, and that's the last thing you want to do with the players. That you know, some of the players that question Odell getting traded out are starting to look at him differently. He's just all going downhill. I know they're getting mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt back, but I just think that Baker is hurt. And Baltimore showed they're a good team. They went in uh, to a tough place to play in Chicago and won with the backup quarterback, who they had no idea that was really you know going to play. I know he probably got some reps, but they didn't plan on him starting. Yeah, and they got the job done. So I think you know Baltimore at home. They need this game to get some separation in the division, and they win by 10. Yeah. Like you said, I, I don't know if uh, – like you said, Baker's just been hurt. I don't know if they should go with Case Keenum or not, you know, the rest of the way, at least until he gets, I guess, he gets healthy and they can insert him back in the lineup. But, you know, Cleveland, it's crazy. They start, what, 3-1? and one. We're like, oh, yeah, depending – like, they may be a Super Bowl – they could possibly be a Super Bowl team. They could possibly be a Super Bowl favorite. They are going to make noise in the playoffs, and it's just like all of it just collapsed so quickly. You know, obviously both their running backs getting hurt doesn't help, um, and that being the bread and butter of their offense. And 
Then, of course, you know, the Baker and Odell stuff and Baker being injured. Their defense, too, like, you know, doesn't show up some weeks, and then they've had a lot of injuries as well. So, I don't know. Uh, divisional game, they're on the road. They just have a lot going on with that organization. You said Baltimore just show – they show grit and grind literally from the start of the year before they even took a snap. Like, you lose three of your running backs, like, in the span of, like, a week, week and a half. You know, Lamar has been in and out, obviously, doing some implications. Um, I think some passing implications because of he, have, he had COVID. Um, just all injuries across the board, but they've just been able to find a way to pull out games each and every week. Um, I know the Miami game wasn't the, the greatest for Lamar and just that team as a whole, but, you know, it looks like they've grown a little bit from that. Like I said, going to Chicago, winning with a backup quarterback. Um, and this is a divisional game. They're at home, and I know they're looking to continue to improve and, and keep that top spot in the AFC um, North. So I think they'll win this one as well. Um, I know Kareem Hunt's back as well, but I don't know. I just think Baltimore handles this one easily. And uh, – They'll take the win. But lastly, we'll hit on Seattle, Washington. And then, uh, you know, of course, we'll get out of here for the day. But who do you think takes this one? I'm going with Seattle. I know they haven't been playing well, but Rob and Coach always talk about how trash their secondary is. And Russ is, you know, it takes a little while for that finger to get back right. But Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf are two of the best, not two of the best, but they're the best. I think they're the best tandem on the same team of like deep threat. Mm-hmm. Maybe might have to look at all the rosters, but just off the top of my head, you know, they, they get downfield. They have a lot of big play completions. And I think their pass rush, with Chase Young being out, Russ is going to be back there. He loves to improvise. And I think Seattle finds a way to win. I know their season's kind of lost, but but the way the NFC wild card is, they can sneak back in with a couple of wins. So yeah. I, I like Seattle to get back on track on Monday night. Yeah. Honestly, all it takes is a couple of wins and maybe a team losing here and there. Like I think what they're three and seven. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. It's, it's it's not the greatest record, like three and seven, something like that. But no, people are already saying Russ is out of there. Yeah, and they keep saying that he's going to Washington, and it's maybe hey, going to put on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's all I about to say. Put on the show, you know, break their heart a little bit, show them what what they need to trade for next year, possibly. Um, but I'm gonna take Seattle on this one as well. Like you said, Washington's defense just hasn't been what we thought it was gonna be. Um, you know, Heineke has. I don't know. He's stepped up and performed in certain games. Like he's lit besides the Saints, he's beating the whole NFC South. Um, and he's beating a few other teams as well. I think most of pretty much all the wins have come from the NFC South. But you know, they've stepped up, they've played they he's stepped up and he's played pretty um, you know, well when need be. Um, they're at home, so maybe that helps a little bit. But I don't know. I feel like like you said, Russ definitely goes back in there and, and you know, show them what they need to trade for next year. And he has a big game. Like I said, he can he's gonna be able to improvise, he's gonna be able to extend the play, especially with not with there probably not being much of a pass rush that's gonna be there and a secondary that's just been got awful all year. So rest for the win. Um and that's gonna do it. I think we only got a few we got probably like four or five differences. Um yeah. so it's gonna be a big week for the pickles. Uh but that does it for today, man. Is there anything that you have to anything that we miss, anything we should hit on, anything we should say? Only thing I do want to say, of course, guys, shout out to Built Bar, um, one of the newer sponsors on the network, um, for the network. If you go to their site, use promo code off the ball, um, you'll get 10% off. I think they're running a 20% off sale right now as well, you know, for Black Friday and everything. And they got some crazy flavors. Like I was checking out the website, like they got like lemon dip cheesecake, ruby chocolate. Um, I think you get some you get two free cray bars too when you order um off their website. Um, coconut brownie chunk. Like they got a lot of stuff that just sounds good. And I think I ordered a box, so it should be on the way soon. But 
just definitely check out, you know, Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code off the ball. Get 10% off. You probably bundle that up with the 20% off uh, sale that they're doing right now. And, uh, you know, enjoy yourself some some healthy, um, well, healthy, nutritious, but also, you know, filling bars as well. So shout out to Built Bar because they're one of the newer sponsors of the network. Uh, but that anything we should hit on before we head out today? Uh, nah, man. Good show. Good show. Uh, a lot of stuff to recap. A good Saturday. Hopefully a good Sunday. You know, a good slate of NFL games. Hopefully my team gets a dub. So next time, you know, when we hop on, I can talk a little, uh, talk a little shit. So yeah, I'm yeah. one up right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably gonna be two up though because I'll probably win fantasy. I already won the Florida game, but like you said, I, I, I this one does. This one does. It would hurt. Though. Well, probably more more take, NFL yeah. holds a little more weight because we. That's all I was about to say. Yeah. yeah especially for us, like both of us being big NFL fans, like this one's going to hold a lot more weight. It's just like, I don't want to see us lose CJ. Like if we lose to y'all, it's like we're losing like 24, like the three or something like that. Like, yeah, we might have to not get back on for like another three weeks or something like that. <laughs> I ain't going I I to want to hear. Like, I'm going to wait till you forget about it. But yeah, definitely a big game today. I know it's on right now. I don't know what the score is, but hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take the title. Hopefully like I said, we should be back on here. We're definitely going to start getting more consistent. We'll probably get, you know, a set day, maybe Wednesdays at, at, at a certain time, and you know, definitely incorporate some more NBA as it's coming up, college basketball, and of course, we'll continue to hit on college football and um, the NFL to those seasons conclude. Um, but definitely appreciate everybody for tuning in, appreciate all the retweets, likes, appreciate everybody off the ball network for you know rocking with us, and um, appreciate everybody that tuned in was listening now. Hope everybody has a, a great Sunday, hope everybody had a great holiday, hope everybody was able to take a victory nap, as Prez would say. Well, one of us isn't going to be able to take one, but hopefully everyone else is able to take a victory nap, as Perez would say, um, you know, after the games are conclude. But uh, appreciate everybody. We'll catch y'all next time and have a good one. Catch y'all later.